The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. And the people shouted it louder, Amen. Amen. Help me high five your neighbor. Glory be to God. It's good to see you. Thank God for Democracy Day. I think we're a little more in church today than normal. So help me appreciate your neighbor. Thanks for showing up. It's good to see you. <laughs> Maybe we should be believing God for more public holidays. And for the public holidays to be falling on Wednesdays. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say with me, God's promises are for one and for all. And that means they are for me. Even if nobody else believes them. Come on, say it. Even if nobody else believes them. You see, making declarations like this will, will sometimes help you. Don't come into a, an environment where everybody is broke. And you too, nah, it's okay to be broke. No, it's not okay to be broke. Not according to God's word. Everybody is sick. It's okay to be, no, it's not okay to be sick. If you choose to be sick, that is another matter. But it's not okay. And you don't have to be sick. Why, why, why can we say that? Because we have a promise of healing and health. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? And in the face of sickness and disease, no matter how long, no matter what the doctors say they can do or cannot do, we should continue to believe God's promises. We should not relent. Romans 4.16 again. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise can be sure to all. Sometimes in the church, we make it look as if it is to one of the seed. Or to a few of the seed. Or to some of the seed. But that's not what the Bible says. It said it's to all of the seed. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm included in that all. Come on, let me hear you loud and clear. I'm included in that all. Let every devil that is trying to obstruct your blessing and your miracle hear you. Say, I'm included. I may not have experienced the manifestation yet, but I choose to believe that I am included in that all. And by this time tomorrow, I will experience my manifestation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God's promises are for everyone. That means, look at me, please look at me very carefully. Every one of us here tonight and every one of us that is a part of this church and God's church worldwide can enjoy anything and everything we find included in God's promises to the point of our satisfaction. To the point that you are, don't, don't let any situation or circumstance deceive you. Don't let your present or your past deceive you. Keep going back to the word of God. Keep exposing yourself to the word of God. I love that, that, um, that statement that Paul told the Hebrews. Follow after those who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. Let other people's testimonies inspire you. You, you, you want to see a particular breakthrough or blessing, you've not seen it, look for someone that has experienced it, that you, whether the person is in your church or outside your, as long as, even if you can't find someone on the face of the earth, if it's Virgin Mary, you can point to 
I'm not asking you to start believing for virgin birth, but you get my point. <laughs> if it's virgin Mary, you can point to. Let somebody's testimony inspire you. The promises of God are for one. If one person, if God could heal the woman with the issue of blood, God can heal my own situation as well. It's for one and for all. Hallelujah. And you do yourself a lot of good by believing them. It's still about believing. We are talking about the love of God this month. And we've themed the teachings being loved. It boils down to believing the love. Just some of the things we've talked about. The power of being loved. When you begin to believe the love, there is a dimension and an operation of divine power that begins to operate in your life. Of all the forces or the powers that God could have used to save humanity, the power he chose to use was the power of love. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. There's a power in love. There's a power in love. And if you will learn to believe it and know how to believe First, let me even say, if you will believe it, before we even start talking about learning, just believe it. You can believe anything. You didn't have to learn anything to believe that your name was Tunde. When did you start believing your name? You just found that you just started believing it. They said it to you so often, after a while, you just figured out. Maybe you were 10 months old or 13 months old or 2 years old. One day, Sha. You just, ah, that's my name. <laughs> and you start knowing other people's names. And I mean, you didn't have to learn anything. You just believed. How many of you believe your name is your name? Or something can happen and make you start doubting, ah, maybe my name is not Tunde. Maybe they actually called me Femi. You know that kind of confidence? You know nothing can happen that will shake the fact that you believe your name is Tunde. I mean, if your name is Tunde, you get my point. Nothing can happen. You don't fall sick and you not start understand. Ah, maybe my name is not Tunde, oh, this sickness. No. That same way, don't let the adversities of life hit you and make you start doubting what God promised you in the world. Don't have a financial crisis and you start, you start doubting that God wants you to be rich in Christ Jesus. Get your faith to that point where you know it like you know your name. Hallelujah. Then as you now grow older, you can now start learning the meaning of Tunde. Okay, is it Ola Tunde or Baba Tunde? And you can now start learning the history of Tunde. And okay, how the name came about. Well, the day you believed and you are convinced, maybe you are just one year old when you don't know you. You didn't understand all that. But you just believed. Can I hear somebody shout, I believe? I believe. And to um, strengthen your belief and confidence, you now start learning things. Praise the Lord. One of such things is what we want to talk about this month. Um, Psalm 81. We started talking about this at the workers' vigil. How, how to get what you believe in. So we are talking about being loved. How can I believe? 
the love of God. I mean, when you believe the love of God, victory is assured. There's a victory in being loved. It's a victory in it. The Bible says the love of God never fails. Nothing can overcome the love of God. Nothing. They can try you, but they will not will. Nothing. If you study what Paul was talking about in that first Corinthians, he compared some things to love. He said knowledge after a while will fade away. In other words, some things can defeat knowledge. Um, he talked about what again? Prophecy. So, so there are other things that God has in his arsenal that maybe they will not become necessary or they will not be needed or can be defeated by other things, but not love. The Bible says God is love and God is going to be here forever. A time will come we will not need faith and revelation knowledge like we need it now. Men, in this world and on this side of eternity, you need faith. Because some of the promises that God has given you that have already been fulfilled are not yet manifested in your eyes. So you need faith to believe the invisible. So there are symptoms of sickness in your body, but God has already provided healing and health for you in Christ Jesus. That's where faith comes in. When we cross over into heaven, there will be no sickness. So there will be no need for that kind of faith or that operation of faith any longer. The healing will be before your very eyes. And there will be no sickness and disease. There's no devil or demon to cast out. There's nothing coming against your healing, your health, or your prosperity. However, on this side and on that side, the love of God will still be there. We will always need the love of God. Hallelujah. So, using an analogy like that, they try to tell us how powerful and how strong love is. It can never fail. As long as somebody believes the love of God, believing that God loves you, hallelujah, and believing in the power and the ability that love can provide to help you win in life, you will never lose if you know how to work it. And what we want to talk about this Wednesday is the joy in being loved. How many of you here have ever fallen in love with somebody naturally? You, you, you've... Don't worry. The four or five witnesses I have is sufficient for what I want to prove. Do you, did you notice that one of the things that happened to you when, if it's really genuine love, there was one unspeakable joy. You didn't have to force it. You just felt good. You just felt happy. You just felt joyful. Am I right or am I right? So if you have never fallen in love, you may not understand what we are talking about. <laughs> but those of us... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to show it to you from scripture, please. And I want you to catch something here. When you begin to believe God's love, and like I always say, you, you, you can do these things in ever increasing measures. It automatically triggers a response of joy in your heart that you don't have to force. 
If you are not joyful, if you are not glad, if you are not happy in any area of your life, check your understanding, your revelation, and your faith in the love the Father has for you. And address whatever you need to be to address. Because automatically, being loved triggers joy. And joy is an amazing weapon for victorious living. Praise God. Well, I, I got a bit ahead of myself. I, I, want, I want to show you something here. Psalm 81. I'm going to come to that. That's where I want to end tonight. Um, verse 10. I am the Lord your God. Is it the Lord your God? Who brought you out of Egypt? So I, I, I want you to think about what I did for the children of Israel when I brought them out of Egypt. How great that deliverance was. Um, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. Somebody say, open your mouth wide. Look at your neighbor and tell him, oh, open your mouth wide. Now tell yourself, I will open my mouth wide. And God will feel it. So there's job description here. There's something I am to do. And then there's something God is to do. I'm not to do God's part. My part is not to fill my mouth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That is God's part. My own part is to do what? Open my mouth. You know, as I kept meditating on this scripture after God spoke it to my heart, I, sometimes I just do that. Just open my mouth. <laughs> ah. And you read the next few verses, you see something very powerful here. Verse 13. Oh, that my people will listen to me. See, many times our problem is when God speaks, we don't listen. And you should understand that many times God speaks through your prophet or your pastor or your teacher. Of course, he can speak to you directly as well through his Bible, the written word. He can speak to you directly through his spirit that lives inside of you. Yes. So you can receive a word of prophecy directly. But God can also use your pastor. So the, the services we have in church when we are preaching and teaching like this, it's a form of God speaking to us. Somebody say a loud amen to that. So God said, oh, that my people will listen because some people don't listen. And then he said that Israel will walk in my ways. This, this is what has to complement our believing. Walking in God's ways. Understanding the dynamics of what I believe. How it works. So if I ever come to a point where I'm believing for healing, oh, and yet the sickness has refused to move, the mountain has refused to move, I will know what to do. I will know what to do. I don't think King Saul and all the other Jewish soldiers, it's not that they didn't believe in God. When Goliath stood before them on that battlefield that day, I don't think so. They were quote and unquote believers. However, the enormity of the giant in their face, it just caused all their faith to disappear away. Have you ever been in a, in a storm? Like Jesus told disciples, one day they went inside and said, where is your faith? They had faith. But when the storm rose, the faith disappeared. Have you ever entered trouble that you had faith before the trouble came home? But when the trouble... And that was the difference between... It's not that David... They were not unbelievers or non-believers. 
They just didn't have the kind of technical development, knowing God's ways that David had grown in to deal with that kind of a mountain. So you read in the Bible, the Bible says that God revealed or he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. That's what God is pointing to here. Oh, that my children, Israel, will walk in my ways. Praise God. And to put that in context, what he's mentioning at first, opening our mouth wide is a vital part of knowing God's ways. Um, there's something they do in America, State of the Union, that every now and then the president will come and address the nation. And give, this is what is happening in our country. This is where we are. Um, I think every believer should be having a state of affairs from time to time about your life. Media is a very good time to have state of. How, how is my life doing? The way I say it is our market. I mean, six months have come and gone. You have a state of affairs. And where I'm going tonight is there are certain things God tells us to, um, the states of certain parts of our anatomy. So we read in the Bible, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Out of it flows the issues of life. The state of your heart is important. It may be the root of the problem that you've not been able to deal with simply because the state of your, and I'm not talking about your physical heart, you understand, I'm talking about your human spirit. Am I right or am I right? The Bible says we should, don't be conformed to this world, but renew your mind or how a man thinks in his heart or his mind, that's how he is. The state of your mind is important. How you reason, how you process, what you reason, what you process, and many times, most importantly, why you reason and why you process and why you do what you are doing. Why are you in church tonight? Because I want to worship God, because I have a relationship with God. I was thinking about that when I was coming um, this evening. Many t- and we've had this thought in this church before. Many times people try to do Christianity on a transaction basis to God. And that's very dangerous. If I can't get something out of that service immediately, then why am I going? If I can't go to that service and come out with my healing. In other words, I give God two hours in worship and I come out with my version of healing transactional. Then what's the point? But that's not how God wants us to do it. So, some people come to churches or come to meetings or don't come to churches, don't come to meetings because of the state of their mind. Everything is transactional. You know, we teach sowing and reaping and we only give that seed if by this time tomorrow I have this harvest. If I can't be sure that if I give that seed and get this harvest, maybe I won't sow the seed. It's dangerous. God doesn't want us to be transactional with him. God wants us to be relational with him. I don't go home to Pastor Inda just because of what she's going to do for me. That I go home because I have a relationship. She's my wife. I don't go home to my children because of what they're going to do. It's not about the transaction of the hour, of the day, of the month, of the year. No, it's the relationship. How you think, the state of your mind, and why you do what you do vital 
The eyes of the Lord go to and fro to show himself strong. May God show himself strong on your behalf. On the behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him, the state of the heart and the mind is vital in our work with God. So we should examine ourselves from time to time. How is my heart? How is my mind? And where there needs to be a change and a renewal through the teachings we are hearing and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, the books we are reading, the lessons of life. Have you learned something in these first six months of 2019? Yeah, you better renew your heart and your mind because the state of your heart and your mind is vital. And thirdly, what we want to focus on as we come to the end. For God told me to announce this to the church. I announce this to the workers and leaders in the vigil. The state of your mouth. I want to focus on that. And I want to encourage you to focus on that for the next few weeks. The state of your mouth controls your life. As surely as the state of your heart is important and the state of your mind is important, the state of your mouth, you see these three things taught extensively in scriptures. And that's what God is dealing with here. Open your mouth wide. Don't just open your mouth. Every word that God puts there has importance. When God showed me that scripture, in fact, the wide was very, very well emphasized in the eyes of my understanding. Open your mouth wide. So mouths are not opened at all. Don't move too much, they won't know I'm talking about you. Some mouths are opened, but for the Goliath in your path, your mouth is opened like King Saul. And you need your mouth to be opened like David. Wide. And when he says wide, it can be wider, it can be wider still, and it can be widest. Like we're talking about going deep. You can go deep and go deeper still, deeper, deeper, deepest. Glory be to God. And this is the way God is talking about. This is one of the ways. Whether it's love we are thinking of activating or whether it's favor. You see, it's good to believe it. Believe the love. Believe you are being loved. You now need to know the way. The way. Oh, that my people will listen to me. So listening is important. And Israel should walk in my ways. What is way? How we handle our mouth. That is the way of God. That's how God has set the system. Your mouth is vital. In your walk with God. Jump to verse 14 very quickly. I will soon subdue their enemies. When you use your mouth the right way. The power in love. The victory in love can subdue any mountain, any Goliath, any challenge that comes your way. Because that's the victory we have in Christ. If they have listened to me, and if they have learned to walk in my ways, verse 14, I will soon, hallelujah, tap your neighbor and say your miracle is about to show up. Look at another neighbor and prophesy to him about by this time tomorrow. I will soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. Can I hear a loud amen if you're interested? Verse 16. He will 
or he would have fed them with the finest of wheat. Are you interested? Huh? You know these are all synonyms or metaphors for prosperity. The, one that, the first one is victory. Sickness will not defeat you. Poverty will not defeat you. Sin will not defeat you in the name of Jesus. Under the Old Testament, the enemies were like nations. The Amorites. The, it's a type and shadow. Now, we are not fighting the Cameroonians. So that's not the enemy. And it's not the witch in your village. That's it. The devil may walk through the witch in your village. I don't know any witch in any village. I've not seen them. I'm not saying they don't exist. So. But whatever it is, the promise of God, and say with me, the promise of God is for one and for all, is that my God will defeat them for me. If I open my mouth. Hallelujah. Are you still here tonight? So, when we are talking about the joy in being loved, we need to understand the connection it has to our mouth. Let me quickly show you something. Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Can somebody shout, God loves me, God loves me. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. God loves me like he loves Jesus. One of the things, when you read Romans chapter 5, it will tell you some things that start happening as a result of the love of God. Verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, when we got saved and the Spirit of God came to dwell in us, one of the things the Holy Ghost did was to pour God's love in all of his fullness inside our hearts. In other words, we are loved by God. And when we begin to believe that and learn how to walk in it and operate it, certain things start manifesting or start activated. Hope is one of them. When you start reading from verse 1, you will get the true picture. Romans 5 from verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, truth matter is faith is one of them. When you start believing that God loves you, it starts to activate faith in you. The capacity to believe gets stronger and stronger. It's easier to believe God's promises. It's easier to believe someone that you believe loves you. There are certain things I can tell Pastor Ida in capacity that I, the love I have for her, that if I tell some other women, they may not have the kind of confidence she may have on that statement simply because of the love relationship. So our faith in God comes out of his love for us. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace and the rest comes out of the love that God has for us. Through him we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and this is the main point I want to point out here, and rejoice. The ability to be joyful, to rejoice, comes out of the love that God has for us. When we believe it. When we walk in it. Hallelujah. Because God loves us, we ought to be joyful people. And I love what he said there. We rejoice in hope. 
of the glory of God. It hasn't happened yet. Hope speaks of an expectation. Hallelujah. So I don't have the money yet. I don't have the contract yet. I've not seen the healing yet. I've not seen the marriage yet. But I believe God loves me. Hallelujah. And I know how to walk in it. One of it is opening your mouth. I'm going to come to that. But I want to really stress that. I'm walking in that. When I'm doing that, joy will be there. I will be like the Macedonians that we talked about a few weeks ago. That though they were poor people, the abundance of joy and their tribulation, their tribulation was actually a positive. May the problem Satan brings around your life end up being a positive for you in the name of Jesus. May the things that Satan has ordained to be a stumbling block for you, may God use them as a stepping stone for you in the name of Jesus. Like Joseph, may they are throwing you into prison. May, may it be a step to move you closer to the palace in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Those are the kind of things the love of God can bring to pass in our lives. Particularly when we allow the joy of the Lord. Which comes out of the love that God has for us. We, we don't force these things. We don't manufacture them. Like we say in this part of the world, we don't fejer on them. We operate in them through faith and revelation. Somebody say revelation. Very, very vital. We believe. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we believe with a working knowledge. So, when I'm believing for prosperity or healing and the mountains and the challenges don't seem to want to allow me break into that realm, I know what to do. When I wake up in the morning or I'm going through a season, I'm not happy, I'm depressed, the joy of the Lord is not bubbling as it ought. I know what to do. Because I understand the place and the value of love. Let's read these verses very well, please, before I, I move on to the next thing. So, through whom, verse 2, also we have access by faith into this grace, the grace of God that is poured out to us or that is available for us in Christ is as a result of God's love for us. Everything starts from the love of God. Hallelujah. Into this grace in which we stand and rejoice. Somebody say, I always rejoice. I can't hear you. I always rejoice. Say it by faith. Even if you don't think it applies to you. Say, I always rejoice. In hope of the glory of God. You can read it this way. Glory is all that God is, all that God has, all that God can do. In hope of the manifestations of God. Manifestation. Glory really has to do with manifestation. It's a capacity that has not yet been revealed. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Or when we are challenged, we are still praiseful. We are still rejoicing. Like Apostle Paul said. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. And then he connected everything to the love of God. Hope does not disappoint us because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. Hallelujah. 
the love of God has been what? Poured out in our hearts. So this is what I want you to catch, and this is what we're going to be dealing with by God's grace um, for the remaining Wednesdays we have. There is a joy. Supernatural joy. Not manufactured joy, not fejeron joy. A, a joy that ought to be operating in my life. Supernatural. Because God loves me. And it comes into operation when I embrace that revelation that I'm loved by God. And when I walk in that, man, the power of God will flow, victory will flow, miracles will flow, healing will flow. Praise the Lord. Blessings will flow. David understood this and he prayed this prayer. And we're going to pray tonight, particularly if this joy is not yet working in your life or not working as it ought. Um, Psalm 51 verse 12. Psalm 51 verse 12. And I, I love the way he constructed the prayer. In fact, let, let's read from verse 10 so we can get into the flow of what he was saying. You know, David was a man of revelation. And it was like Enoch that tapped into things that were not for his generation. Psalm, what did I say? Did I say 51 or 81? 51. Okay, let's start reading from verse 10. And I want you to just see some of the things that have to do with the new creation that he was mentioning here. We don't pray it the way he prayed it because we now have the fullness of the kind of revelation he had, but you can see from where it's coming from, particularly for someone under the Old Testament, creating me a new heart. Does that sound like new birth to you? Mm -hmm. So, a new creation. Oh God, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Now, we, we won't pray that because God has told us, particularly under this covenant, he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. And the reality of that is that the Spirit of God permanently resides in us. And the kind of things David was worried about here, you don't have to worry about it. You are not the kind of person that, ah, because I sinned, or because I killed somebody like David, or slept somebody's wife, God will now take away his Holy Spirit from me. I hope you, under, you have enough understanding <clears throat> about God's scripture that that can't happen to you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You may not feel the presence of the Holy Spirit because of your rascality. The anointing may not flow like it wants you to flow because of your poor behaviors, but the Holy Ghost is always there. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And you can choose to repent. It's a choice, oh, by faith. That even though I did this wrong thing, don't kill somebody, oh, and don't sleep with somebody that is not your wife, oh, to try and test what I'm teaching. That's not the point of the message. <laughs> Hello. But if you find yourself in situations that you've done what you should not do, and that's what triggered these prayers for David. God, give me a clean heart. I had a bad, dirty heart. I was thinking things that shouldn't. I mean, for him to have killed somebody and slept with somebody that wasn't his wife, he must have thought about it. So he's, he's asking God to restore him and renew him. Don't cast, do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your spirit from me. You don't have to pray that. Glory be to God. And if you ever feel like praying that, please let this revelation arm you. God is not going to take his spirit away from you. And when you 
confess and repent of your sins, you, you will, the presence of God, you start feeling it, it a bit more, experiencing it in your life. But this way I'm going, verse 12, restore to me, please watch the prayer very close and catch the revelation David had. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. There is a joy of his salvation. God told me many people have lost that thing. The, the pressures and the challenges that people are going through. And please hear me, this is a word for our media. The joy of your salvation. You should be bubbling, walking, and deliberately enforcing the joy of his salvation. L- let me use the words of our teaching theme. Salvation comes from the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save us. It was the love of God that brought about the salvation we have. Can I hear a loud amen? So we, we can pray that prayer this way or catch the revelation this way. I don't want us to just pray prayer. I want us to catch the revelation that there is a joy of being loved by God. Because to be saved by God means I'm loved by God. God demonstrated his own love towards us because while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. There is a joy. Hallelujah. Because God loves you. Not because you have money in your bank account. Not because you have children. Not because you have a husband. Not because your ministry is fine. Not because you've built a new house. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, I hope you want all those things. So. <laughs> but even if all those things are not there, the one that is there is that God loves me. And there's a joy that comes out of that. And then that joy needs to be restored. You should be walking in it. Now, this is where I'm going. Back to Psalm 51, verse 10. Open your mouth. Let me mention a few things that should be in your mouth. You should open your mouth and keep your mouth opened wide until these things are there. Prayer should be in your mouth. If there's no prayer in your mouth, you have not opened it wide as you ought. Man. If your mouth is filled, and God will fill it all if you open your mouth. The only people that don't pray are people that don't open their mouth. Particularly praying in tongues. Acts chapter 2. They were all filled. Cloving tongues of the Holy Ghost came. Cloving tongues of there, And they were all filled. And they began to speak as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. You see, they opened their mouth and the Holy Ghost filled it. Praise should be in your mouth. If you open your mouth wide, God will fill it with praise. Can I hear loud amen? You should be there. This is knowledge now. Oh, that they had listened to me and walk in my ways. God's way is the way of prayer. God's way is the way of praise. Third one, which I want to talk about now, laughter should be in your mouth. Joy. So as we are coming to the end of the first half, have you been laughing? Have you been laughing? Is your mouth filled with laughter? If it's not, it's because you have not opened it. Glory to God. Because God said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. These are the things God fills our mouth with. And when our mouths are filled with prayer, hallelujah, when our mouths are filled with praise and when our mouths are filled with laughter, no devil can keep us from walking in God's promises. No Goliath can keep us from walking in God's promises. For where? 
This is the way of God. This is how we walk in it. We believe it and we open our mouth and pray it. We open our mouth and we praise God. We open our mouth and we rejoice. And there should, we don't need to have any other reason other than God loves us. Pastor, why are you praying? God loves me. God loves me. That's the only hope I have. I may not have any money. I may not have any friends. I may not have any understanding. I may not have any, but I have God's love. That is enough reason for me to open my mouth wide and pray. Hallelujah. And pretty soon the money will begin to show. Ah, Pastor T, why are you praising? God loves me. God loves me. I believe it. God loves me like he loves Jesus. So my mouth is op- my mouth is filled with God's praises. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. Another thing that should be in our mouth. Filled by God is joy. Laughter. And it will happen if you open your mouth. Can I hear a loud amen? You should train yourself. Develop yourself. Grow. In your revelation and in your faith and understanding of God's love for you to open your mouth till you are laughing. Sometimes some of the things we do in church, I don't know whether they help us or not. So we come for service, says everybody laugh, laugh, laugh to try and get us to laugh. That is good. But for many people, that thing is a Tejeron laugh. And that's not what I'm teaching here. Because you can't sustain a Tejeron laugh. You can't. I give you six months. You can't sustain a Tejeron laugh. But a revelation love activated laugh. You don't even have to try. I'm telling you that you know there's a joy I feel because I know my wife loves me. Even when there's no money, sir. Even if we are just by when you, oh, I'm, I had an accident today, but you now get home and the warm embrace of your wife, ah, sorry, my dear, that love, the joy comes. Now, replace, no, not replace. Don't just take your wife's love. Take God's love. Because your wife's love is natural. It has limits. God's love never fails. You need to learn to walk in it. And the only reason why laughter is not there is because of no. You open your mouth. You may have to start out in the natural. Like we tell us to do in church. Get to the point where the joy is your soul. Because joy automatically comes out of love. Praise God. Rise on your feet. Leave those hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.